Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Previously on Gresh and Fourier. You had to. No, because I was hurt. I had shoulder surgery, so I went to the combine, but I didn't do any testing whatsoever. They still poked and prodded you, didn't oh, they? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, oh, take, I actually went back Oh, yeah. Hey, twice. Take, take your pants off for us. That'll help us determine whether you're a good football player. Yeah, how many times? Just drop trial. How many times did I have to tell, like, the second and third and fourth doctor that I already turned my head and coughed? This is Gresh and Fourier. Always got to rain oh, on the parade. Look at JB. He Bow. dropped on you. Goodness. Usually, Jalen is catching bodies in a different kind of way. He's put him on a poster. He's snatched Luca's ankles, got him in the air, and scored again. Oh, Jalen Brown. 119 to 110. Not a bad start to the road trip for the Celtics. Andy Gresh. Blanco keeps it alive. Loose in. Blanco scores. Lenold tipped in front. And the Bruins lead. Working Kiki closes. DeBrusque scores! It was nice to have a 2-1 game going into the third and to be able to extend the lead again. And I thought we gave up a couple of chances and they pushed. They're a real good hockey team, but um, I was glad with the patience we had. Christian Fourier. I guess I would go back to the Brady argument. I didn't understand it then okay. and I don't understand it now. Okay, I didn't. I, I felt like there were more teams People that should have been interested in Brady and there should be more teams that are interested in Bill. And, the, and right now there are just like there weren't with Tom. It's like, that's crazy to me, but that's the reality. Gresh and Fourier, right now. Yeah, send me a picture of your feet. On W-E-E-I. Totally, uh, you got to get distracted? What's going on? Well, yeah, because uh, I just, you know, I know we have a plan. We always have a plan, but then I hear the open and I get just, you know, Schefter and the whole, you know, Bill thing. And it's, it's always two teams. It's always two people. It's always in any sort situation with any sort of free agent, whether it be a coach or a player, it's always two. No more. There's never three teams on a player or a coach ever. They may think they're in on it, but not. It's and, and it seems like Bill's only one. I'm not going to get into it right now because the Celtics, uh, you know, and the and the Bruins, yeah. All like, I did was teams. point out a text to you at the I top know, of the thing, know, and I then know. you just you. I know. I know. I told. I warned you. Good morning, everybody. Oh boy. Uh, the uh, the Celtics did beat the Mavericks. We will get to uh, everything Patriots related. Not only is there some draft stuff mocking, mocking, mocking to get to, uh, but also the construct of uh, Coach Mayo's staff and all that. And uh, Wiggy's trading all the draft picks. I mean, good grief. 
Everybody screams we need talent, but let's trade picks. How, I does, love that, how, how does that correlate? I love it. Like, Wiggy has like, got his own like trade machine that he wore. What trade machine is he using? No, I, He's it, like, I put it, in the, put it in the machine. No, it's just it, it, doesn't, uh, it doesn't seem to all add up that screaming that there's no talent and then turn around and, uh, and trade away picks. But we will clearly get to all that because did you remember that last night's matchup for the Boston Celtics was against Grant Williams and the Dallas Mavericks. Did I? Did you think once yesterday about Grant Williams? No, no. Um, I did. I wasn't. Uh, I did. Uh, was it before you put the game on or the pregame on? No, if no. You did put the pregame on? Well, um, post game of the Houston Rockets game. If you watched that, I did not. Okay, so I saw that, and then last night they aired it again. Because uh, so Jalen Brown and Christoph Porzingis were they were doing their their post game press conference together, and it, whatever. And I'm just watching it at the very end. Um, Abby Chin yep. asked um, Jalen Brown if he was excited to see uh, Grant Williams. You excited to see Grant tomorrow? Uh, you know, not really, but uh, you know, I love Grant, um, so I'm sure he'll be you know ready to have a um, an annoying game. Uh, but we just got to come out and uh, just be the best version of ourselves. It's okay. So uh, that was, first of all, he, he he said it with straight face. Yep. And Porzingis is sitting right next to him, kind of like trying to hold in his laughter. Uh, You know, not really. <laughs> Porzingis and, and, had to kind of like put his head down a little bit to be like, yeah, I don't want to laugh at this guy. I and I, and, and like, I know he's going to have an annoying game. Yeah. I, that to me encapsulates everything about that guy and i just love it it's funny because when grant williams was here i think we thought the him being annoying was endearing to a point yeah right until jason tatum had to be like dude we're not calling you batman shut up (laughs) you know what i mean like it's the (laughs) i don't even want to say it was like a little brother it was it was like the little cousin that isn't isn't around all the time uh, and I mean, last night the Celtics handled business. There yeah. was no Porzingis. Tatum and Brown were great. Uh, Tatum had 39, Brown had 34, but it was really a block from Jason Tatum that really got everybody kind of chuckling here up north. Tatum missed them both after he made his first five. Williams swatted by Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> And JT with some uh, words for his former teammate. That would that was big brother on little brother. Man, get that out of here. Oh, Batman <laughs> just got got. You know, it's oh, really funny. Man. Not calling no damn Batman. Yeah, not calling. Tatum was like, it, it, it's funny because Tatum's face looked serious after that block. Yeah. But he was just giving him the business, <laughs> right? Like it looked like he was mad at Grant Williams. It couldn't. It couldn't have happened any better, because it's like because uh, you know he's just he chirps, he talks, he can't really back it up. You know he 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 just won't shut up. He's annoying. And he's, he's annoying. Woody, he's Woody and, Woodpecker. And he's he's worse. <laughs> he's worse. It, it, it is one of those guys where you just he he you you know he somebody keeps pulling his string. And every time somebody pulls a string, he doesn't shut up. He's a speak and say. Yeah, he just keeps. <laughs> yes. So you sit there and say, you said somebody please cut his string so he will shut up. Mm-hmm. And listen, uh, the, the 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 Celtics have been playing a lot of basketball. 
Now, for them to come out there and just handle their business and their stars handle business without Porzingis, you know, and just doing what they did, especially late in the fourth quarter, and then taking care of family business, which was Grant Williams, to me was was the best part of the game. Forget about what Jalen Brown was doing uh, to uh, to uh, uh, Luka Doncic. Like, that to me was was pretty special also, the way Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum had kind of taken turns of, like, taking over a game. You know, and Luka still had a good game. Luka still ended up with 33, 16 rebounds and I mean, 13 assists. He's a, he was a monster out there. He's a great stat filler, Luka Doncic. But, you know, you wonder, hey, is that guy ever going to find a way to break through and sort of win at a really high level? Uh, I know your uh, close personal friend Kyrie Irving was on the other side Ooh. as well. You know, I know you put in the uh, the sheet on the whole, uh, you know, oh, Kyrie. And Kyrie was 9 of 20 for from the field and stuff. I don't think about Kyrie Irving anymore at all. Unless something bad happens to him, then I'm in. Then I'll think on him because he is in many ways uh duplicitous pawn scum no, when it comes to I, an NBA player. I, I'm with you. I, and yeah. I, to be honest with you, Gresh, I have not thought about him at all until last night when I just started thinking about it. Even this morning, I was like thinking about it going, okay, like if uh, and this is my question to you, um, what feeling best describes uh, your what emotion best describes your feelings towards Kyrie Irving? Is it is it still anger based on what he did, how he lied, how he left, how he all everything that went with how he stepped on uh, you know the middle of the of the court, or is it pity? Is it anger or is it pity? Um, and those are your only options. Oh, uh, then I guess I would lean towards anger because, quite honestly, if I uh, – here's my goal. You're still angry at Kyrie Irving. No, not so much angry. I mean, uh, again, here are your emotions that you can only feel. It's the two options. It's one or the other. Describe them. Describe them. So then it's anger like I'm getting now because, number one, (laughs) it's stupid. No, it isn't. Hey, we're in a box in your emotions here. No, here's what it is. Why? I hope – just like other people in my life, I hope I never see him again. Hope I never brush near him again. I hope I never see the guy again. I hope I don't ever have to hear from the guy again. Kyrie Irving is the epitome of the NBA jackass. Mm-hmm. Now, there are different levels of NBA jackass, but this guy takes the cake. When they talk about setting the bar, Kyrie Irving has done that better than than anybody else. Am I mad at the guy? No. I, I and If I could have the rest of my emotions other than two, <laughs> then uh, I'm not angry at the guy. He's just in an exclusive club of people for me that I hope I never see again. And if I hear from them and they're struggling or whatever – then I'll be like, okay, you probably brought that on yourself or something. Okay, so and that's harsh and uh, mean, but whatever, because this guy not only jerked with our emotions. Quite honestly, Kyrie Irving treated us as if we were supposed to bow down to him because he was a great basketball player. That guy is so backwards in his thinking. He can go be the the king of some country somewhere. Just get out of my face. So uh, I'm with you uh, for the most part, but I chose pity because I feel like it's I feel like it's almost more pathetic if I feel pity for you because I feel like anger is an easy emotion for me. Like I can easily be angry, 
and I can I, and I can hold a grudge just as good as anybody else. Is that why you trip. limit us to two emotions yeah, that we can I, react? Yeah. With? Well, because I do think that's well. Really, <laughs> wasn't ever, most people angry at him and they were mad at him? Well, because he for did, the most part because he did the whole oh uh, if you'll have me back yeah. I'm going to sign back next yeah, he's year. He's nothing but thing. a liar. He's a fraud. He's a fake. Everything about him. And then when he had the opportunity to bounce, he left. Okay, so he goes down. He goes and, he, and then he uh, he plays for Brooklyn. He beats you in the first playoff round. Okay, and then you're thinking, and 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 then you're thinking, okay, wow, uh, this is really going to work out for him. It doesn't. I had to uh, call Bron. Every single decision this guy has made has been wrong, and I love it because he's the epitome, to your point, of a selfish jerk in the NBA. That is, think about if he decided. To kind of well to own the situation that he was in, it still could be, be in, him and Tatum and Brown right he'd now. He'd be here. in such a better position no. if he wasn't so impatient. See, you guys will have me back. I plan on resigning here next year. He'll never win a championship. That that team is a good team. That's not a championship team. No, God, they're no, not going to win. The West, no. no, so he's never going to win again. They sign him to an extension. He's stuck there. You're going to ask to leave again? But do you think he thinks he's a loser in life? Because to me, no, he no, doesn't. he doesn't. No. no, no, he doesn't. But he, he when he's it gotten what to, he's wanted, and he's gotten his money. Well, okay, so obviously the money is well in his you, mind. Yeah. Okay, so the money is obviously important, but he was making moves. Not only for money, but for status, for championships. Correct. Right? Because he knew better than everybody else. Correct. Like, he was going to tell every, and every just So now he's stuck in Dallas. Go rot in Dallas and always be close, but you're never going to get it. So that's why I go, I go, ang- it's angry. I'm over being angry at this guy because he's not worth the energy. I have pity on you. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i just glad we have not been stuck with that guy for six years for the other side of his personality to kind of come out once he was really entrenched. I'm glad it sort of blew once up they're early. really good. Absolutely. Oh, it's the be- when you think I'm, it's the best I, thing that ever happened the, to the Celtics. The, you know what? And at the time, it was a great move by Danny Ainge. You flipped the eighth pick. What I think it turned out to be Colin Sexton, I think, who ended up going at that pick that Danny Ainge traded for this guy and then, of course, had to blow it up a couple years later because Kyrie is Kyrie. Uh, the Bruins also beat a really good Winnipeg team last night, 4-1. to one. Uh, Jake Locko scores early. Winnipeg ties it up. And then after that, uh, it was a lot of Bruins there after Charlie Coyle scores again. Jake DeBrusque is freaking hot. Nets another one last night. Marshy got the empty netter. Much better second period. Third period. Bruins have gotten better at closing out. They've talked about that so much. Another closeout last night against a team that you could end up seeing in a cup final uh, along the way. So Good win- road team, too. Uh, good road. They don't just give up a, a lot of goals. Just a good team overall yeah. is uh, Winnipeg. And uh, the Bruins did a really nice job uh, against them last night. And they had that defenseman who they credited with the Winnipeg goal early on. It hit a stick along the way. I know they corrected that in terms of the scoring, but puts adds a little context into the old uh, Sway man giving up the uh, the one goal last night. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. Celtics get a win last night. Bruins get a win last night. We're starting to name names when it comes to Gerard Mayo. We will get into all that with you at 617-779-7937. Let's get uh, Mark in Medford in who wants to uh, talk about the Bruins' good win last night. Go ahead, Mark. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah, the Bruins are lighting up the uh, the best in the West so far. Um, but uh, my question is this. Do you think Jeremy Swayman could sway over Jim Montgomery and maybe start giving him more starts than Almark, and maybe that he can actually pick one goalie for the playoffs? Yeah, I don't know if I'm there yet, Mark, and I don't know if the organization is there yet. Obviously, Olmark dinged up a little bit. Uh, we have a, a little ways to get there. However, there, and again, it's a dicey proposition. I know they've talked about it a lot on the Greg Hill show about do you move away from one goalie or not. I just keep looking at how in the world does Don Sweeney improve this team? And I keep landing on you've got to sacrifice Olmark. Number one, he makes a couple of bucks so you can bring someone in. But number two, it does look like at some point you're not going to be able to ride both goalies the way the Bruins have. It's been a tremendous luxury, but they're also paying a lot for that luxury. And could you take the, you know, five million or whatever it is that you're that you're uh paying Linus Allmark and go get you somebody who might be able to help you in your top six or in your decor? See, the one thing I was asking uh Razor last week, and maybe I didn't ask it right, because like a normal situation with like where you have one obviously high end goalie mm-hmm. and the other and then there's an obvious drop, right? Come playoff time, how many like would the would would would, would Tim Thomas ever take a back seat? Would Tim Thomas have to take a day off during the postseason? Forget about the regular season. You're good enough where you can run through the regular season and overcome uh, you know, an average goalie, right? I think. Mm-hmm. And you have such a lead right now. So how often would Swayman need a break during the postseason? Uh, none, really. Because so he, you know, he should be able to go straight through, most, right? Most goalies, you're riding them. And in the postseason, if you're making a change, it's either injury-related yeah. or it's poor performance and you're turning to someone else with the idea that you're then going to try to ride that goalie. So let's say the Bruins win a first round. Say both these goalies are on the roster. Bruins win a first-round series, but Swayman's just kind of Mets and Mets, right? Bruins get down, say, 0-2, and then there is the change to Olmark. And if he starts playing well and you start to get hot, you're just going to ride that goalie. That's the hence the, the you know the hot goalie argument all the time that you will get from people come playoff time. So no, I think even if both are on the roster, there's going to be a decision made, and I have to think they're going to go with Swayman in part because he is the now, but he's also the future. If you know that eventually you're going to have to sacrifice one of these high paid goalies. The one who's leaving is the one who is sitting in the postseason if they're both here. And the other aspect of it, and you sh- you know there's got to be a team out there that has like you know postseason aspirations that could really use a guy like Olmark. The other aspect of it is that I think is unique, and we don't need to get into it now, 
It's just the overall dynamics of your locker room. And if you did kind of take a guy like Omar and move him at this point in time, what would that do? Mm-hmm. Would they be angry? Would they be mad? Would they be would they be angry because hey, listen, we want to do it with this guy also? You know what I mean? I feel like I feel like like you know baseball trade acquisitions, hockey. I feel like you know especially this team feels like they're so close and they've been so close mm-hmm. and they win so many games and they lead the league in points and blah blah blah. I'm wondering how they would react to them moving on from Allmark. Uh, apparently, Monty said a week ago he was going to rotate during this playoff run, according to X-Bear in the Twitch chat. I'm not so sure about that. I, 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 it remains to be seen because normally you go with one, and we all know that Swayman's the future. I mean, we do. So why not give it to him? A texter said just play the best goalie. I, 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 how, do you, how do you differentiate between these two, quite honestly? Um Allmark, by the way, next year, five mil. Um, it's actually three point five million in base salary. So I know there's the slot, and then there's what the team would uh, actually pay. And as of right now, there's a sixteen team no trade list. Next year, it's a fifteen team no trade list. So you are kind of limited if you are going to do something uh, with uh, Linus Allmark, at least from that end. And again. I personally, I think Monty is saying to both guys, yeah, we'll we'll rotate during the playoffs. That's to keep both of them engaged, I think, because normally you're riding one. I mean, it's great to have two, and I know the Bruins can win that way, but yeah, let's be real. You normally pick one, and you kind of go with it. It is 1029 Gresham Fourier here with you. Gresh Fourier, W-E-E-I on Twitter. Gresh and Fourier. Spell the A-N-D in between our last names if you are to get us on Instagram. So, here are some of the names that have been attached to Gerard Mayo interviews as of right now. For defensive coordinator, in-house Demarcus Covington, Supposedly he got an interview. That's a pretty easy one. Go down. In-house. And Gerard Mayo knows the guy. He's coached with him for years. You know, that that interview doesn't take very long, I don't think. Uh, Michael Hodges from New Orleans, who, uh, once you go back and look at it, was the co-defensive coordinator at Eastern Illinois in the mid-2010s when DeMarcus Covington was there. Then there is Tim Lakabu. From uh, Carolina, he's an outside linebackers coach. And then Christian Parker from Denver. Supposedly, Christian, if we are to believe the reports that are out there, the role that has been offered to Steve Belichick is not defensive coordinator, but more along the lines of assistant head coach, which we haven't even unpacked that. So what do you make of the Mayo interviews so far. Well, I just don't understand. Especially on defense. I don't understand why he just wouldn't hire Steve as the DC. Why, what is it? What do you think his re- resistance is well, to just not giving him the defensive coordinator title because titles are important? And instead, it's almost like you're giving him a consolation prize. Hey, no, no. This is a better deal. What well, you just coached the position, but you're going to be my right hand guy, and I need you more available to me. You know, because you know, you and I, we got to stick together. Well, let me ask you this: Would you rather be an assistant head coach and have that title, or a coordinator title? I think you would have. You should have both. 
You should what, have both. But why? But uh, but why wouldn't you make your offensive coordinator? You know, you know assistant who the assistant head, head coach. coach was? Dante Scarnecchia yeah, was the offensive line coach, and the right and, 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 and it was AHC, so he could take over. That's why I wonder if 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 Steve Belichick getting the assistant head coach title makes him comfortable with pulling the Dante and coaching quote unquote just a position. I know, but group. that makes no sense. But but Steve was running the defense with Gerard Mayo. One guy became the head coach. The natural succession plan, I would think, would be give him the head coach. Or maybe Steve doesn't want it. Maybe Steve said, "I just I don't want the pressure. I don't want the eyeballs on me. I'd rather just be you and I can you know help this guy out." But I don't want to be the defensive. It's a it's a it's not even a lateral move. Okay, but uh, but in, in I'm just trying to work through this in re envisioning what Mayo might want. Is there the I, you and I had talked about having like a taskmaster in terms of clock, timeouts, yeah. things like that. Could Steve Belichick be that guy for Mayo the way that either Nick Casario or Pioli or Ernie Adams was for Bill Belichick? I'm wondering if if, if this is where Gerard Mayo makes a real informed sort of coaching hire in saying – Man, I've worked with Steve Belichick. I know I can put him there, but for me, this is how I think he might serve me best on staff, and See, Steve might be okay with that. It makes no he sense hasn't, to me. He hasn't run. Why does it make sense? Because okay, if you're going to defense is important. You want to understand it. You're gonna you're gonna you rather elevate Demarcus Covington to defensive coordinator. You rather you rather bring somebody else in that you have a that you're somewhat kind of aware of. Or the guy that you have in house that you literally worked with. So either Belichick, Steve Belichick doesn't want it, or Mayo has been lying that he doesn't think he's good enough for the job. Okay, let me counter. Is he hoarding the way Bill used to? Think about it. What do you mean hoarding? Hoarding coaches. If you make Steve Belichick whole by making him assistant head coach and then whatever you want him to do on defense – and then you have DeMarcus Covington, who gets elevated to defensive coordinator. Because what I think is happening here is, why would DeMarcus Covington interview somebody who was in, or, or excuse me, why would Gerard Mayo interview someone who was in a similar role as DeMarcus Covington from 2016 at FCS level football? Because it kind of feels like this is the way Bill went last year. I'll interview Adrian Clem for this job, knowing that I'm going to settle him in here. So I'm kind of doing an interview for a job that I'm really not going to give the guy, but the guy I'm going to hire, DeMarcus Covington, knows this dude and would want to find a way to pull him in. Like, I'm wondering if this is nothing more than a shell game of semantics so that Gerard Mayo can... Elevate a guy in Covington that people like. Covington gets at least one guy on his staff that he's familiar with, if not two. And you still get to hoard and keep Steve Belichick so that if Covington craps his pants, you can put Steve in there or he becomes different to you on this staff because you're running I, things. I don't know. This 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 is – something's missing with this on the defensive side you of think? the ball. Yes. Because if I'm Steve Belichick, do, do you think he – like, what do you think his, uh, you know, his passion is? Does he want to be a head coach? Does he want to climb the ladder? I, I, I don't. I don't, I don't think he. I, I don't think Steve Belichick. He's like uh, the. Uh, he's like Rob Ryan. He doesn't project like a head coach. Okay, so maybe he. Maybe that's not 
any of that. He doesn't have aspirations. A lot of Therefore, okay. Dante Skrnicki is, is damn near a Hall of Famer. Never was a head okay, coach other than an interim. Because, because the, and I think that's what it is. It has nothing to do with hoarding. I think Steve Belichick probably wants to stay, but he doesn't want to be the defensive coordinator because it makes more sense to hire uh, uh, Steve Belichick as your defensive coordinator. He was doing it last year. He was in front of the room. Gerard Mayo, they were sharing the duties. That's all we heard. So why would you step over him? Why would you step over him and then and then maybe promote another defensive a position player, a position coach? It makes no sense unless Steve Pelichek doesn't want it. I believe if he's aggressive and he's passionate and he wants to be promoted and he wants to be a head coach, I want the title because the next, nat, the, the next natural role would be a head coach interviewing somewhere else. All right, but there is the here's what we've offered you. Belichick has not, Steve Belichick has not quit. He hasn't resigned. He hasn't said, nope, I'm going to wait for, you know, see what openings across the league or anything like that. We hear that he's still there. We hear that everything is just kind of copacetic right now. And that's why I think he doesn't want it because if he – if Gerard Mayo becomes the head coach and he steps over Steve Belichick, knowing that Steve wants it, there's animosity, There's you're holding your grudge, and you're leaving. Unless you redefine his role. You're locked into this is the only thing this guy would be wanting or willing to do. And that's where the assistant head coach part of it becomes intriguing. And again, Two years ago on the show with Ramon Foster, who is one of Gerard Mayo's best buddies down in Tennessee, he talked about how titles didn't matter, gets the head coaching job, talks about how titles matter. That's why that assistant head coach one really stood out to me. It, because is, it is the least relevant title, I think, in all of football. Uh, well, you, know, you want to know why? Well, I'll tell you why. How many assistant Here, head coaches really are there right now in the NFL? I have friends. I have a ton of friends who are coaches in the NFL, and they're assistant head coaches. And you know what they're kind of like? They're kind of like your godfather or your godmother. So the real rule, like, uh, you know, of a godmother godmother or godfather is obviously to, to teach them the way of the Lord and to keep them walking with Christ and blah, blah, blah. But the really uh, the, what, what I used to remember is if my parents die – these guys are taking care of me. It's not the godfather, for God's sake. Okay. I mean. So I think about it. It's almost like a vice president. Like, uh, you know, what do they really do? What kind of power do they really have? The only time I ever saw Dante Scarnecchia play a role as head coach is when Bill couldn't be there. All he did was address the team. It was like one day. So I don't think the 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 assistant head coach runs around and does extra task because he's the assistant head coach speaking on behalf bill can't be here today uh, because he's uh he has another he has he has to prep for the game i will be talking uh, in his place no what it is is to me the assistant it's a, well it's the, like it just it's, it's a no, throwaway title I, nothing i okay i mean I, I i just disagree because there are are two special teams coaches who have that and i don't think special teams coaches do nothing I know, but but, uh, but, but, but but they're a position. They're basically a, a position coach. No, uh, basically the the assistant head coach is there so that when the head coach gets pulled away by the owner, by the doctors or the media or whatever, they're supposed to be the person that can like run a staff meeting okay, or again, things when like do, that. When do you? How often do you think that would really happen? When would an owner? Pull a head coach out of a staff meeting. Are you kidding me? Hell, with the way it's going down there now, the owners are going to be sitting in there doing the game plan. Well, I don't. I don't think that happens very often. I don't think an owner 
would ever roll in and take over a staff meeting when he knows that the head coach is addressing his staff and game planning. It doesn't happen. I just, I just feel like I just feel like there's something to it, Gresh, because naturally, I would want. Hey, I want to be the defense coordinator. That's my. That's 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 what we did last year. No, if there's anybody that wouldn't want Steve Belichick around, if my hunch is right in that Demarcus Covington is going to get the DC stripes, it would be him. However, that's why I wonder if Mayo's looking at it and saying, "Nah, I've grown up with this guy. I know him. I can like. I even worked with his dad, and those two, to what we've heard in terms of Gerard Mayo and Steve Belichick, never got cross, never got weird." figured out a way to keep coaching and working together. There's got to be something to that relationship, at least I think, that might run a little deeper as to why Mayo might want to keep this guy around. Now, what you brought up is the real wild card. What does Steve Belichick really want? Does he want to keep coaching with dad? Because it seems like that if Bill Belichick gets the Atlanta job, you know, it's not going to be here's uh, Zach Robinson and – you know, Lem Kabaku or whatever, and, you know, bringing it all. It's going to be the guys that Bill knows. So does he want to sit there with Atlanta and say, yep, I'm going to bring in all these guys and some who've been criticized across the league, and here's my kid coming in as well? Because that's the thing we don't know. What's the Steve Belichick career objective? And, and I hate to say this, but a lot like what Rob Ryan went through where he was a – you know, the giant gooter and the long hair and all that kind of stuff, you do have to kind of look the part in the NFL. And when people look at you and you've got a mullet and your tongue's hanging out like it's a Saturday night, there are going to be some owners that are going to be like, oh, I don't know if I can sell that to my fan base or sales team or whatever. So it's not like Steve Belichick has sort of given us the visual indicators that, hey, listen, let me get a haircut. Let me clean it up a little bit. You know, if I'm going to be a head coach, I got to present and look a certain way. We're not getting any of those indicators from him. And who would know him better than Mayo on this staff? I would also add this uh, to the mix is that uh, if he maybe he's already decided to your point that he's just going to go to Atlanta. It's just a formality. He's just waiting. Uh, Or he's like he doesn't want the attention or the pressure. That goes with it. You know what? There's I don't want to deal with it. I'd rather just, listen, it's been a lot, 20-something years. I just, you know what? I don't think it's right to be weird. Let me just step, let me take a step back. Let somebody else do it, and I'll be your support system. That, to me, seems like where he would be less pressure. Make you imagine, Yeah, well, imagine his dad leaves. Now he's the D.C. Defense is struggling, and there's still the hint of Bill in the room, yeah, no, and the it's effect. Fair. I could say, listen, I, I feel like it's probably best. Like if I'm him, it, what seems more likely than not, now that I kind of work it out, it's like it's probably best for me to kind of take a step back, be less visual, be the assistant you know, head coach that you yeah. never and, see but you only hear about. Yeah, because of the pressure. Maybe I because I do think he would want it, but under the circumstances, it doesn't seem like an ideal landing spot for Maybe him. Maybe it's bad timing. Yeah. I think the timing isn't right for him. All right, fair enough. Well, we worked that out I after know, uh, getting after minutes. each other a little bit, but that was totally fine. Uh, with a win Sunday, we're going to do a little game based on the quarterbacks that are going to be playing this Sunday because our legendary Thomas Patrick Edward Brady Jr., or the other way around, Edward Pratt. It's Patrick Edward, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> anyway, our, uh, our Tom Brady comes up in uh, all of this. When we talk about the four remaining QBs, find out what we mean next. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Gresh and Fourier. On WEEI. Tom Kern at noon. We'll get the latest on the uh, Mayo staff. We'll yep, update all the all the head coaching jobs too, because Tennessee's job is yeah. Tennessee looks gone. like it's going to the uh, Bengals offensive coordinator. I think Brian Callahan's yep. going to uh, going to get gone. that gig. Um, and uh, who knows what's going to happen in uh, Detroit? I'll tell you this. The erosion of the Philadelphia Eagles began real quick wow. when both How their coordinators that? got ripped out so of there. So now they got to hire uh, a defense coordinator and an offensive coordinator. No, it really is. It's amazing. It, it is uh, amazing. But for you, we have four quarterbacks that are right. playing in the AFC and NFC championship games. And good Lord, we'll get to the ratings of these games. Holy hell. Like every once in a while, we'll have people that will scream, you know, talk more about the U.S. Open tennis or something like that. And it's like mm. 51 million people watched the Chiefs and the Bills. Good Lord. I, I, it's, I mean, it's just mind-blowing numbers. It is. But with a win Sunday, what does it mean for these following players, okay? All right. So with a win Sunday, what does it mean? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to avoid the superstar, or at least Mahomes, what does it mean for Lamar Jackson with a oh, win on skipping, Sunday? You're skipping, you're skipping my boy. I'll get back to Mahomes okay. because so that the, might end up being a bigger discussion. Okay. Um, all right, so for Lamar, I think it means more. I mean, it really becomes like a stereotype buster. And I think that's what a lot of people are hoping for. The whole you should have played wide receiver, which is crazy because the guy is obviously a quarterback. You know, but can this style shows Malik Cunningham? Yeah, for yeah I know. Can this style? Can Couldn't this style? Yeah. And this is this is. I think this is a good question. Can this style work in the NFL? And now you can win games with this style. Yeah. Can you sustain it? Can you win a Super Bowl with this style of quarterback? And it's really not even the way it used to be under his old coordinator. He's got a new offensive coordinator and Todd Munkin that came from Georgia. Totally different whole philosophy. But I still think that stigma remains on Lamar Jackson. So what does it mean for him? That stigma would be removed. And running quarterbacks everywhere would celebrate. Well, yes and no, because I think Jackson is very different than a quarterback who can move versus a quarterback that is run first. So you, would and, you say that he's more of a unicorn than he is I think I, I well, cut and paste guy? Uh, and and yes, because the organization has embraced that that side of him. Yeah. His like they went set. out and got it yeah. up. They they said, all right, fine. We're gonna push to the center. Let's see what we can do with this guy. We're better off with him than without him. But uh, there are not a lot of organizations that would be willing to commit to Lamar Jackson the way the Ravens have, in my opinion. And I think that they have done a fabulous job for him. They really have. No, listen. They have done an excellent job And you know what? And Harbaugh has been a great match for Lamar Jackson. He's kind of accepted him for who he is versus the pick and nits. They were just like, hey, 
this guy can stand out on his own if we do that. He's the most unique player at the position since Michael Vick. So maybe the problem doesn't... is Atlanta didn't know really what to do with Vick because he was so different, and it was yeah we want to put him in a in a cage. No, uh, I, th- I think that's true because. Now, maybe if another Michael Vick comes around, they can use Lamar Jackson as like a comp. Because Lamar, not a great passer, but they figured out how to take advantage of what he can do throwing the ball. Yeah, no, and and it works. What, it does. All right. With a win Sunday, what does it mean for Jared Goff? Well, he will never, ever buy a drink in Detroit ever again. You know what it is? It, he is a... It also flips the bird to McVeigh as well because Lord knows every every you know, every young NFL fan wants something from someone, Sean McVeigh. And uh, there's a part of me that is definitely rooting for Goff in this instance. Everything about the Lions... Even though they they really, I mean, I don't I don't really consider them an underdog because they had a really good season. They mm-hmm. beat some good teams. They had some had some games like re- literally like ripped away from them. But they're still being considered that plucky blue collar uh, underdog team that everybody roots for. Like everybody roots for them. They're they're Cinderella in this instance. Yeah, and it, and it's and it's talk about they really should be a master class on on how to you know build a franchise. And, and how to grow a team with all the other coaches and all the other philosophies that they brought into this system, into that city, like this was the one that worked. Ooh. So the hyenas better get out of the way. Ooh, because the because uh, the Jared Goff comp out there would be uh, bringing Garoppolo. He went to a Super Bowl. And, and Goff all that is, down a, here. is it's funny because like Goff. Was almost, He's deemed a failure, I but know. he might be going to a second Super Bowl with a second team. I know, and, and so how do you judge How him? bad can he really be? Yeah, honestly, yeah, like, he still doesn't get the respect. Of the, and it's like, wait, I have. you have to give him credit for taking the team to a NFC Championship game. You have to give the quarterback credit because every other team gives their quarterback credit. And suddenly it's like, well, you know, he's lucky. He's this. It's the system. No, he's done it twice now. He has the opportunity to do it twice. So he absolutely has to get some more credit. Uh, with a win Sunday, what does it mean for Brock Purdy? More money. More money. Because just real quickly, I was like trying to, you know, he signed like a, what did he sign? A four-year, $3.7 million contract. He, his, uh, he's making like $870,000 a year. I looked up Brady's contract, right? Six-round pick. It was a three-year, $866,500 um, a contract, right? Signing bonus of basically $39,000. Uh, and then in, after the 22 season, he signs a four-year contract, $29 million contract. Like, this is what Brock Purdy is looking at. Mm-hmm. If you can do this, you will get rid of this crappy-ass contract that they are paying you, and you can literally maybe go buy a house and go, in- live, go live on your own and get off your friend's couch. Uh, we'll continue this into some of the Bill Belichick discussion and uh, get into Patrick Mahomes in terms of what it means for him because Lord knows he's going to be compared to our uh, Tom Brady. And if Brock Purdy does get in win a Super Bowl, then it would give me all the ammo I need to scream from the mountaintops that we can just get a quarterback in the sixth or seventh round. That's fine. Did it with Brady once. You could do it with Purdy. Why not? Oh, my God. Those guys are growing on Hone trees. In, it's Mayo. so easy to do it. Hone in, baby. Uh, we'll talk about Mahomes and Belichick next. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.